Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Fashion Grunge Podcast. I am Lauren and I've got a special guest today. I got my buddy Peter. Hi. Hey. Thanks for um, having me. Yeah, dude, I'm so stoked. We're doing Cool World, the kind of most random film ever. I mean, yeah. it's pretty random, but Peter picked it. So my first question is why did you select this out of all of the, <laughs> the movies? I gave you the letterbox and I was like, this is the one? Okay, cool. Um, I have never seen this movie. Um, really? But I, yeah, but I know Ralph Bakshi's work. Mm-hmm. Um, and I am a fan of the Lord of the Rings, uh, you know, animated film that he made. And yeah, I didn't know that. His, uh, yeah, the like kind of rotoscoping. I, I like good animation. And so this movie, as well as a handful of other Bakshi movies have been on my list, you know, kind of distantly for a while. And so when I saw your list, I was like, oh, yeah, I definitely want to see that movie. Um, oh, and it right. was very weird. It was Dude, a strange, isn't it weird? Okay, this is strange cool. movie. Yeah. Oh, this is cool. Because I totally thought that for some reason I had the impression that you knew this movie and you wanted to talk about it. And I've I've seen it before. <laughs> I've seen it like twice before. And I was like, that's so weird that he wants to do Cool World. It's literally probably one of the worst reviewed films on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, I like it for a very like vanity reason because it's Brad Pitt and it's uh-huh. after Thelma and Louise. And I was like, oh, this is cool. This is different. I'm pretty sure that's the reason why I rented it in the first place. I saw it on tape like right. a long time ago. Then I was yeah, like, oh, it Brad Pitt, like it would be cool. A good tape movie. Yeah, it totally was. And I remember the posters and I remember it kind of being like Who Framed Roger Rabbit, but right. something seemed different about it. And yeah, it's which very yeah, in in reality, you know, they they there are a lot of similarities, which I'm sure we'll get into. But like, yeah, totally. There's also like no connection between the two. It's just like, why are there two like sexual noir uh, really cartoon weird. movies coming out within a few years of each other? So <laughs> Whoa, creepy. you're like outside. <laughs> I know, I'm in my house. But yeah, I know, it's and, so crazy. I have my windows open. Oh no worries. Yeah. As That's, one uh, podcast the detective, I listen to, the detective they, coming. they always say don't pull over, like because they they also <laughs> have like sirens, so they actually say like don't pull over because I know a lot of you guys are in your car right now. <laughs> don't pull over. <laughs> it's literally the siren on the on the other end. It's really funny how they do that. I think one of their Patreon levels is called "Don't Pull Over." That's um, smart. It's, yeah, it's really funny. <laughs> but yeah, I'm so, I'm really surprised that you've never seen it. I also find the whole world of like erotic anime really weird and interesting yeah. too, because that's a whole other level of like, it's a whole sub genre. Like, I mean, even things like Aeon Flux is like all right. of these things that happened in the nineties, like MTV was playing Aeon Flux. The only reason why I saw it, but everything had this overtone, like everything. Like, yeah, like, yeah. Anime boom. Yeah. So I kind of see this was this is weird because the way that it's PG 13, I was like, this was like a really like lax PG 13, like of, yeah. of all the 13s I've seen. Yeah. Well, I think in the early 90s, PG 13 was kind of different. You know, and that was probably the early days of PG 13, even. Like I imagine PG was most of the thing up until the early 90s, right? Yeah, I guess uh, so. And maybe they got away with it just being cartoons. Um, But yeah, I mean, you can never imagine this movie being made now, like with the content that it is is in the movie. 
Uh, oh yeah, it would it would be really explicit if it was made yeah. now. It would go all the way. It wouldn't it wouldn't be like a half step back, which is what right. I'm bummed about this movie because I feel like I I really like it, but a lot of things aren't explained because they can't get into it because of the rating. Like you can right. tell. Yeah, yeah. So that, yeah, that, that's that, there is definitely something left unsaid. I feel like in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, totally. Yeah, totally. I was like, oh, uh, that's so weird. So yeah. my some of my first impressions were, yeah, I told you I've seen it twice, but it's like a, been a very long time since I've seen it. So I'm kind of glad I got to see it, like watch it again. And this definitely reminded me of other live action and animation in the 80s. I looked up the history of it, and it's been happening for a long time, like combining animation and live action. Uh, I guess maybe just in my lifetime, I'm thinking of 80s and 88 is who framed Roger Rabbit. So I was Mm -hmm. like five. So I remember seeing it when I was a little bit older, but I definitely remember like the little car, like the different like toys that would come out. I remember seeing that around and then Cool World was, Cool World wasn't really that like popular or like, you know what I mean? Like promoted, I mean, not popular. Yeah. We, I mean, we were too young, I think at that point to to come across Cool World. I didn't. Uh-huh. I did not know Brad Pitt either. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh-huh. or like Marilyn Monroe. I wouldn't understand that reference. No. That essentially, yeah, she's like a Marilyn Monroe. You know. Um, I was a big fan of Who Framed Roger Rabbit, though, as a kid. Um, yeah, that isn't that movie was a lot of fun and and a, a scary movie. It used to scare me. Uh, yeah. Um. What's his name? Christopher Lloyd. Christopher Lloyd is very scary. Oh my god! Yeah, he's so scary in that. Um, which I can imagine if I saw Cool World as a child, I would be like, you know, scarred. If I was yeah, if I was afraid right? of Who Framed Roger Rabbit, you know, oh, yeah, if I stumbled is... upon Cool World, it would it would probably you know mess me up. It's definitely it, this is definitely next level, and I'm really anxious to see how people respond to the episode. I want to know if people have seen it. So I'm actually kind of excited. I always love doing the the really random films too because I always wonder like no one's going to listen to this. And then I find out, whoa, a lot of people know this movie. That's so cool. Yeah. So that's cool, yeah. Um, the other ones that, that stood out to me were, okay, Army of Darkness. That used stop motion. That was 90, I believe. Uh-huh. Uh, Natural Born Killers uses this element, too. That's 94. We did that on a previous episode. The Mask also uses these elements. Casper, um, which came out in, what was that, 95, like Christina Ricci. Yeah, Tank Girl. Yeah. Another one that we Girl. did. There's one scene in Tank Girl. Mars Attacks. Uh, Mars another, Attacks. Another great one. Space Jam, clearly, the original. Yeah. Uh, Run, Lola, Run, another film that we're going to do. And let's see. And then the only ones that I had for uh, the 2000s that I knew were Science of Sleep, which is an incredible film with Gael Garcia Bernal and uh, yeah, Charlie Gainsbourg. Yeah. Um, in Eagle vs. Shark. You ever seen mm-hmm. that? It has yeah, that's um, uh, Jermaine, Jermaine Clement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that has some elements in it too. And then I think Sausage Party kind of does. That's the more recent kind of of this live action animation, but I'm not a hundred percent sure. Did you see Sausage Party? Uh, that, that I Rogan started. One? I started Sausage Party and turned it off. You know, maybe <laughs> fifteen minutes. Oh, into were it. you just not into it? Yeah, maybe. I don't even remember now. This was a few years ago. But my read on it is that it was completely animation. It was like a, it was like Toy Story or something. Yeah, I think there are some small scenes of uh-huh. you actually see like James Franco. 
Oh, like, okay. In reality, or like something. There is some kind of scene where it's like a more realistic. It's not all like 3D animation. There is like right, a right. sporadic. Yeah, it's really funny. I highly suggest. Um, I don't know, like yeah. drinking wine or doing whatever and watching <laughs> fucking Sausage Party. It's really funny. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I it, should give funny. that one another shot. It's super funny. Um, yeah. Do you have any other first impressions? Um, yeah, I. You know, I appreciate any kind of like noir um, setting or theme. Um, I think that that is always fun. Um, I knew that this movie was, you know, same with kind of all Ralph Bakshi movies, was kind of plagued by um, production issues and or like issues with the the. Um, you know, the, the house releasing the movie. Um, Mm -hmm. I know that he's kind of, yeah, Paramount. I know that he's just like kind of prone to these like, um, bureaucratic issues that seem to come up in like all of his movies. And I knew that this one like had that story as well. So, you know, I knew going into it that it was going to be weird and it wasn't (laughs) going to be, um, kind of a straightforward movie. Um, and that ended up being true, you know, right away. <laughs> yeah, right? It is really fucking weird right away. Um, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, you know, I was on board early on. I like I like a good, you know, animation. It, I watched it on, a, like, Saturday morning, you know, with, oh, like, a okay. bowl of cereal, basically. Like, oh, know, nice. true okay. Saturday morning cartoons kind of kind of shit and kind it was vibe. it oh, was cool. very very good yeah cool. i would recommend yeah i definitely recommend it. it's on amazon streaming right now as of the time we're recording this so um yeah it is out there it's not i think it has been on netflix in the past i feel like i've seen it so it is one of those films that is out there it's not like so obscure you can't find it uh, i didn't mention the writer is michael grace and mark victor and also uh in relation to the director, I have seen Fritz the cat. Right. Um, which is his, and like first kind of X rated animation film mm-hmm. from 1972. I want to say. It sounds yeah. right. 72. Yeah. So that's kind of what he's been known as like in the kind of X rated Disney. And there's some mm-hmm. Disney elements of the animation in this film too. Like the spider nails, his face is like the Cheshire cat from Alice in Wonderland. Uh huh. Or I think even like the Tweedledee and Tweedledum, like that animation of that round face and like just the way it's constructed, you can tell it's kind of exaggerated Disney animation, which I sure. think is, is really cool too. I yeah, I I, uh, I love Fritz the Cat. I saw it um, at like a late night showing one one night, you know, a long time ago, and it it was a lot of fun, and people were really into it. Like that's how that was how i got introduced to bakshi i mean aside from the lord of the rings stuff that i saw when i was yeah yeah i didn't know that i didn't know that he did like lord of the rings animation oh it's great it's yeah i didn't see that cool oh it's really really good um that has like a you know its own kind of bureaucratic nightmare story but he only made half of it um there were supposed to be two parts and he the first one took way longer than they ever expected and they never made the second half. Somebody else oh. did, but like, it's not his. Wait, uh, so was it the, what story was it? Was it the fellowship? Like the first, movie? it's like fellowship and like half of 
of Two Towers. Oh, so they were making all of them, like including that third movie. Yeah, like yeah, it was supposed to be like in two. It was supposed to be in two parts. Oh, okay. Uh, And yeah, it ends kind of like around the end of Fellowship, like into into the new one. Um, Oh, okay, that's cool. Yeah, and it's um, it's very good. It's very good. It's very weird. Um, It's not like a Ralph Bakshi like in content. It's not. it's not uh, like X-rated. It's, it's not, not like X-rated an, or anything. It's no. like true to the the yeah, source yeah. material. Oh, okay. Um, but it's very um, the animation is unbelievable. It's very very cool, like trippy um, kind of film techniques and and stuff they do in this movie as well, where they do um, you know the rotoscoping where they like yeah. draw over live actors. Yeah. Um, which so cool. Yeah, you see a lot in that Lord of the Rings movie as well. It's very very effective. Oh, okay. Uh, and a lot of fun. Yeah, I would highly recommend that movie. Oh, cool. All right. Yeah, because this one is definitely... I My first note just for the entire film was just that I'm so glad I smoked a bowl for this. Because <laughs> I was like, that's what I was thinking during the credits. Because it was like super trippy. And I was like, yes, this is this is the movie to smoke to smoke your weed, kids. This, oh, my God. This, yes. This, this is one of those movies. So this movie, I should probably do like a, I should probably do like a stoner collection. It would be like yeah. this idle hand, smiley face, like half baked, <laughs> like all yeah, of the, like those are right. like, that's like a, a, a short mini list. Uh, you know, if you want like movies to smoke weed to, this is another one. Um, and <laughs> this it's is really, one. yeah, it's really fucking weird, but it's cool. It's, I think yeah, it would be really a lot cool. of fun fun to see like you know as a, at a late night showing at a at a like you know neighborhood indie theater or something yeah you know, on the big screen i think would be really cool and just like yeah. with a weird crowd late at night uh, i think it would be it would be awesome uh, uh hit the me experience up on twitter. Of it, I think would be great hit uh, for everyone out there listening hit me up on twitter if you actually did see this in a theater i'm very curious because uh some people did so i really want to know like what it was like to see this in a theater when it came out were you just completely mind blown because this is pretty (laughs) next level for 92 i feel like no one's ever seen anything like this before especially and also it would be really interesting if you brought a child because it was (laughs) pg-13 and you you could bring your 10 year old and then you're like wait uh i guess (laughs) yeah i i would guess that there's probably some um backlash at the time um, yeah it, would ha- it totally would have to be um okay so as far as the cast we basically just have kim basinger as i love it that her name is hollywood hollywood so cool. um brad pitt as frank harris and then later detective frank harris gabriel byrne as jack charlie adler is the voice of nails i just really liked his voice and then frank sinatra jr is in there which is really oh, interesting funny. too yeah um so yeah behind the scenes i got Let's see. The Rotten Tomato score was fucking four percent. Wow. Like four? Yeah. Four. Wow, that's terrible. Isn't that terrible? An audience is thirty-one, so it's not great, but I mean that's just rotten tomato for you. But I, I can't would, believe I would it. Give it I, like, I would give that higher than that than that. Wow. Yeah, that's IMDB really four point nine. Four point nine out of ten that's for out of 10, right? Yeah. That's yeah, yeah. Bad. It's pretty it's bad. like pretty bad, but four percent—that's really bad. That's like that's really you bad. shouldn't even bother. Yeah, and there's an I article would, from Days. Definitely disagree they say with it's that. Bad. Yeah, right. Totally. Yeah, you should definitely so buy it with this one. 
Yeah, definitely. I mean, not to mention it's on Amazon, so it's not like it's going to cost you anything to watch it. I mean, unless right. you already give money to Bezos, then that's fine. But I mean, <laughs> don't sign up for it to watch this movie. <laughs> but like, but you know, it's worth renting. I think if yeah. anyone out there wants to know if it's worth renting, I say it's it's worth a rental too. Yeah. Uh, the budget was twenty eight million dollars, and it made fourteen point one. So bit of a flop, but I still think fourteen is pretty good. Like yeah, 92? I mean, twenty eight is pretty is pretty high. I would guess it's the you know, animation. It's the high, yeah, the animation. I'm sure it's got to be time. just. It's got to be just to pay the amount of animators and editors. Right. It has. I mean, I would think it has to be because it's all basically done on a blue screen, um, or it was blue screen back then, but it's green screen now. Um, they did a really funny publicity stunt, and they were they put Kim Basinger as Hollywood in the D of Hollywood at the Hollywood sign. For a publicity stunt, which I thought was kind of cool, which still didn't really help. But they also, yeah, which still didn't help the movie at all. And I think a lot of people had like a big uproar about it. But I think they donated the money from them doing this, like to pay to like upkeep the park and to pay to have somebody guard it for 24 hours, which I thought was really weird. Have like park rangers. I was like, Hollywood's dirty. Like this. Yeah. Why did you do this? But in any case, whatever. So they they donated the money to like a good cause supposedly, but this still did not help it. Um, <laughs> Tracy Lords was up for Holly, the Holly role, but I believe felt, that. Right. I think she would be actually really good, but they felt that Kim Basinger was more known, so that's why yes. they went with her. Which I guess you know makes more more sense. And apparently, the director Ralph wanted Drew Barrymore. Hmm. to to do it which i can also see she would have been pretty young at that point 92 92, was she just done poison ivy Uh she was 20 in that so no she would have been younger than kim basinger but she would have been like yeah like a younger version i think kim basinger was a good choice yeah i think kim basinger was a great choice and uh, you know i think i don't know there's a few things with regard to casting in this movie that i thought about um you know, do one, you consider this is good? I have a guy's perspective. Do you consider Kim Basinger like a hot girl? Is she oh like my god! A, in this movie, are you kidding well, me? I mean, I'm not talking about in general. Like before, like if you hear she's in this movie, are you like, oh, she's like a bombshell? Yeah, she, I'm um, sure she is, right? She's well, yeah. I mean, that she definitely was. Um, you know, and I think I think that that was one thought that I was having is, you know, okay, so Brad Pitt, Kim Basinger are like. Uh, star opposites in this movie. You know, Gabriel Byrne is like, you know, not even around anymore. No, um, really. But let's say Kim Basinger and Brad Pitt. And Brad Pitt is still very well known, you know, even more so now than he was then, of course. And he's still very hot and, you know, <laughs> and, and eligible and all those things. But what about Kim Basinger? You know, like we live in this society, we live in a society. That, that, you know, Kim Basinger and Brad Pitt star in a movie of roughly the same age. And, you know, here they are in the advanced future from then. And she have, has virtually no career. Yeah. That's no a shame. Career. It really what is. is she, what does she do now? I don't know. Um, let me see. I'm looking her up now. She's 10 years older than Brad Pitt. She, 10 years older. Wow. 10 years. Yeah. She's born in 53. Yeah. Um, the last thing she did. <laughs> Wow, was the Fifty Shades series? She plays the woman who essentially, uh, like got whatever that dude's name is, the main guy into BDSM. Like she plays like the Mrs. Uh-huh. Robinson, right? Like right. the older one who got him into it. Mm-hmm. That's what she. Yeah, plays. I never saw those movies. 
I've seen uh-huh. them. They're but if, pretty. If, if you're looking for, you know, yeah, for like a sexy movie, a <laughs> Cool World, I would yeah, say Cool is World is than okay, actually Shades cool. of Grey. Def- yes, I would definitely say that. Even as a PG-13 rating, um, I think most people would agree with that assessment. Yeah. But yeah, she's not doing anything. And a big reason why is, I actually don't know a huge reason why, but I don't know if she was never given a chance. But I feel like for me, she's a super hot girl, but she reminds me of like, her acting is like just a notch under Sharon Stone. Like, she's yeah. not, she's a bombshell. Like, she's more, I feel like, I don't know if that's because they don't give her roles that are like meteor and she's always cast as just kind of, you know, the kind of like ditzy hot girl. And she's never given much like Marilyn Monroe. If people out there don't know, uh, you should definitely watch the Marilyn Monroe films, but you kind of see her as this ditzy blonde, but she actually does do really good dramatic roles. It's just Mm -hmm. that that's kind of not what she was marketed as. So they didn't really promote it that much. I don't know if that's what happened with Kim Basinger. She was married to Alec Baldwin for a she long, was married to Alec Baldwin, long which, time. I mean, Alec yeah. Baldwin in the news, you know, terrible I was going to say, yeah, this is going to come out a few weeks later. Who knows yeah. what's going to actually happen by the time. Terrible tragedy. Out. Jesus. Yeah. Christ. I can't believe they have live rounds, a live single round. When I'm pretty sure I thought after Brandon Lee in 93, yeah. there was a massive overhaul into like the ammunition yeah safety in movie yeah, sets scary, I, very scary. yeah i mean how is there a live round in a gun on a set at all how is there even live ammunition on that set? yeah i don't know I, and I one mean, like yeah. i mean i guess we'll see what happens but terrible terrible yeah it's fucking crazy i also forgot how could i forget i know people are screaming at their radios uh or radios because i'm like 80 um, <laughs> i would like to be on the, the radio, radio. yeah <laughs> well if you're in your car this is, feels like a radio station she was in fucking batman <laughs> the mm. first one with jack nicholson how's yeah yeah vicky vicky vale yeah yeah i was gonna say but that was before this yeah yes. after this that was 89 L.A. Confidential. Uh-huh. That was also a bit later. That movie. was ninety-seven. Yeah, Wayne's World two. But after uh-huh. that, it was very sporadic. Yeah, I have no idea why. I have to research. Well, I mean, it's because that she's a woman, right? Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt gets hotter. Oh, oh yes. You mean in this in this traditional way, not really this, anything to do with yeah her acting ability. No, no. I think I think it's you know it, it's illustrative of like what happens, you know. Oh, two, totally. Two hot people casted cast next to each other, and one has a career and one doesn't. You could probably guess which is which. Yeah. Oh, the guy always. I mean, it's very small. The pool of actresses when they get over forty, I feel yeah, like it just gets smaller and smaller, and it just totally. becomes like the same ten, like Meryl Streep mm, and Diane like Keaton. Glenn Close. Yeah, Diane Keaton. Like they're literally just ten. Yeah, yeah that's <laughs> true. Like, yeah, and they just kind of rotate in and out of these, like, roles as moms or, you know, whatever the case is. But, yeah, it's true. And how many men are there? Like, yes. all of them. Like, yeah, all they, of the They never go away. It's all yeah. the same actors from the last 30 years. It is, until we get, like, who's... And what, I guess, the new... I was just talking to Jai about this earlier. I was like, who's the next crest? Like, you know how Hollywood moves in these cycles where it's kind of like when you hit 40, like, you kind of go into that realm. So, I want to say... Like Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Ryan Gosling, Gyllenhaal, they're all like 40, 41. They're in like that category. So yeah. who is like the next the next crest of – obviously we know it's Timothy Chalamet. They're pushing him hard everywhere. Right. Yeah. So we know it's him. He's the next Leo. We got it. 
Um, I'm trying to think of like Zendaya. Only... So yep, Zendaya. Yep, and the Spider Man dude. What's his name? Uh, yeah, Tom. I don't Tom. know if I really buy. I have to see more of his work. I've seen him as Spider Man, but I don't know I like, like how he can do. I do. I do. I, I think he's a great Spider Man because Spider Man is inherently like a gnat and very annoying and young, right. and right. he plays that really well. And the other ones I don't think played that aspect because they were older. Right. They just felt older, and I think because he's so, or he looks like he's like fourteen. Right. Um, it looks so young. Um, but yeah, I just can't really think of other actors. Like a lot of the other ones have kind of moved into like you know Christian Bale's like forty five. Like he's doing different type of roles, like you know Ben Affleck, Damon, like all those guys. Christian Bale's and, only forty five. Yeah, it's because he changes Crazy. his body. I think so much. Yeah, and also, I mean, I feel like I've been watching Christian Bale movies for twenty years now. He was little when he started, though. He was yeah. in that, what was it, Empire of the Sun in, like, he was in 90s. Newsies, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, he's in a lot of shit. He's in um, something else when he's really young. Velvet Goldmine's another film I have to do here. With <laughs> Ewan McGregor, so good. Um, oh, yeah, okay, so more uh, casting news that I have. This was originally sold, or not just casting behind the scenes, but this originally was sold as a hard R film. Like, Ralph wanted this to be a hard R rating which we clearly know didn't happen. And a lot of the vibes are similar to Sin City by Frank Miller. Yes. You know, like the the cityscapes in that mm-hmm. cool kind of twisted, like crazy way, um, which is really cool. And apparently Kim Basinger was really worried about this hard R rating because she wanted to be able to show this movie in hospitals to kids. And through midway throughout the film, Ralph was like, "Well, you should have told me that when you started, because I'm not the guy. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't do that." Yeah. So I thought that was kind of weird that everyone kind of wanted more, and then some people didn't. It was kind of this tug of war, it seems, huh. with the with the content, which I thought was interesting. Yeah, um, it did and seem like at times they were trying to present this like polished, like Hollywood, like big budget mm-hmm. movie. Even though it yeah. didn't make any sense. There were a few points in the movie where I'm like, oh, I guess like they really wanted to make this a thing. <laughs> like none of it made any sense. And I think no. I got like 40 minutes in where I was like, oh, I'm not supposed to be following the story because there isn't one. <laughs> right, right. Like it's literally don't ask any questions and like get stoned and watch this fucking movie. And yeah, exactly. Up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like that's, that's essentially what it, what it felt like. And apparently Ralph and Brad wanted to wanted Brad to play Jack. Like Brad Pitt did not want to play Frank, the Frank character, uh-huh. but the studio wanted him to play the, huh. the Frank character. So he kind of lost on that. And apparently Willem Dafoe was Ralph Bakshi's first choice to play Jack. Ooh, and I would get down with that. I would totally get down with that. I mean, Gabriel Byrne was kind of useless. I feel like yeah, in this film he didn't yeah. do what he, I know he can do. He's a great actor. And I feel like they didn't really it was his was over the top. I feel like his acting was very cartoonish and very over the top. Yeah. And I mean it, it all was, but his character didn't really make any sense either. Um, no. You know, so in his defense. Uh, <laughs> That's true. The whole script was just weird. Yeah. Gabriel Byrne I thought he was, you know. It was honestly at times it was hard to tell who was like the main character of this movie. Yeah, you know, at times it was yeah. it was Brad Pitt. At times it was Gabriel Byrne. At times it was Kim Basinger. Um, and I think that like the the Jack character in particular, like there's obviously like 
stuff with him that like we don't we as viewers don't know right like did he actually kill someone did like I want like, I, that was my story was I really want a movie about Jack killing the man that he caught his wife in bed with like why yeah. why don't you explore this more yeah and, like they were kind of hinting that like maybe he didn't do it or something mm-hmm. but it seems like he pretty clearly did it it's just like strange yeah. like you know and then but he, he ends up nice being the hero and he yeah. was rich yeah <laughs> like, exactly. but he was in jail it's like what and like, have you ever? Could you ever imagine like recognizing a comic book artist on the street or something? Like you're the no. guy who makes this comic book. Unless it's Stan Lee, then no. Right, right. Like that's the only one who's actually like reached celebrity status. Right. Where you actually knew what he looked like. Oh, R.I.P. Stan Lee. Mm-hmm. I love Stan Lee. Um, God, Mar. I mean, I don't know. Are you a Marvel fan? I'm kind of a little bit of a, my friend's gotten me into like the Marvel universe. So I don't want to say I'm fully in, but I'm like pretty in. Um, but are not, you, do you watch part, Not them? particularly, no. I, I have Oh, okay. Seen... Okay. I was going to be like, am I going to nerd out or is this going to be like weird? <laughs> I, ha- I have seen, you know, maybe half the movies or so. Um, oh, okay. And I, you know, in the really dark days of the of the pandemic, oh, yeah. uh, you know, when I w- was not really sure what you know what tomorrow going was going to look like, yeah. I um, I disassociated in front of all four Avengers movies in like you know maybe a week time. Oh, wow! Um, and I don't think I could tell you about any of them. i actually did i actually did remember liking infinity war um that is my favorite out of all that one was was good i I, I have no idea what happens in endgame Um, (laughs) i mean massive fight they win yeah Yeah. i mean next one massive everyone's together massive fight right yeah it's kind of funny yeah i really i really like the i like what they're doing but it seems like they're in that next phase, almost like right. DC is in their next phase. Like they're trying to do something totally new. Well, here's another question for you. What are you currently watching now? I was kind of supposed to ask you this earlier, but are what there any like show recommend- recommendations? Yeah. Like are there any shows or movies or anything you've seen recently? Um, that's good or that you just yeah. heard? Um, well, I was watching that Netflix show, um, Midnight Mass, you know, for the oh, I've heard about season. that. Um, I enjoyed it. I wouldn't, you know, I, I won't spoil anything for you or your your listeners. I, I thought it was good. I, I didn't, I didn't love it, but you know, I, I grew up Catholic, uh, so oh, is it like kind of religious it, it, and stuff? yeah? It's it's about um, a Catholic church on like a, a small remote island, like a fisher oh, island. Okay. Um, yeah, it, it was well done. Um, I thought that was all right. Um, what else have I seen? I saw. I watched What We Do in the Shadows. Um, oh yeah, Jimmy. Love. Yeah. Is that uh, Taika? Does he do that too? I think he's the producer on the show. Oh okay. Um, I don't know if he writes and directs it. Um, but <laughs> the show Jermaine? is very funny. Jermaine is. I think he's also a producer. I haven't seen him show up in the show. Oh, okay. Um, very, very funny, though. Um, I, I've been watching that a lot. Uh, what else? Cool. I watch a lot of Peep Show. I highly recommend Peep Show to everyone. Uh, what is that? It's a it's a British uh, like sitcom. Oh, Brit-com. okay. 
Um, What's two the guys, two guys are, it's like an odd couple kind of thing to, okay. uh, roommates who, you know, are opposites. One of them is like kind of a tight ass, um, corporate job working type. And the other one is like a slacker musician type. And they, you know, kind of just don't, you know, see eye to eye very much. And they have, they both have these like, you know, kind of loser lives. And oh. the, the like difference in the show is that it's shot, not every shot, but many shots are from the point of view of like one of them. So, you know, it's, you oh, see from their, you see from their perspective and you hear their thoughts. Like, so if they're having a conversation with someone, like you'll hear their inner monologue as well oh. as the conversation. And oh, so okay. you get to learn a lot about them um, and the way they think and the way they act. It's very funny. It's um, yeah. What David, is it on? I think it's on Hulu currently. Oh, it kind okay, of shows cool. up around. It was, uh, you know, long running um, British sitcom. I think maybe nine seasons. Oh, um, wow. David Mitchell um, and uh, Michael Webb. I think his name is Mitchell and Webb. They, they had like a, a sketch comedy show that was also popular that I liked oh. a lot. What is that called? Mitchell and Webb look or the oh, Mitchell okay. and Webb look. Uh, I'm thinking of, there's something that my, one of my old roommates used to watch a long time ago. I think it was little Britain. Mm-hmm. And that was really, that's funny. a funny show. Yeah. I think that's, and, and little Britain and Gavin and Stacey. Uh-huh. Like, Gavin and Stacey's really funny. That's really funny. Sitcom. I'm a sucker for anything British. Most of the time. They're, they're yeah. I watched especially. some of them. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't seen too many like ab fab. I've seen that. And like, are you being served? Like all those big ones, but I haven't seen too many, kind of crazy ones now that I, I don't live with that roommate anymore. Cause that's the only way I would see them. I, I would highly recommend Fleabag. If you haven't watched Fleabag, I started Fleabag and couldn't get into it. I have like, a, oh, like two or three it. friends who are like, I love it. I don't can't believe you don't like it. There are always some things that, I mean, I guess a lot of people think I'm a hater, but I like hating a lot of things. It's like <laughs> just, I like to, and I, I love feel it. like I, yeah, I feel like it's there. It's one of those shows that everyone thinks that I'll really like. And everyone's like, wow, I can't believe you don't like this. I really thought yeah. I had it pegged that you would like it. And I was like, nah, I was like, I, I might try it again, but I get that, you know, you know, to have to be the expectation or, or, you know, I didn't watch Mad Men for like 10 years and I just finished Mad Men and I really liked it. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. I also got on that train late. I, I did see it. I did like it. Yeah. It's great. But like at the time it was way too much. Everybody was going crazy over it. Oh yeah. That's how uh-huh. I feel about what was, uh, well, that's how I feel about Game of Thrones. I have not watched a minute no. of Game of Thrones. Yeah, I watched the first episode. I was like, no, I'm good on this. Everyone is like, oh, you got to Oh, my God. I was like, all right, all right. Like, no, no. literally, I can't get invested in that. I made it a point for it to be a possible winter show. If there's some type of blizzard and I'm stuck in the house, then maybe Game of Thrones. But I no, I feel like no. there are other things that I. Yeah, that's an absolute <laughs> last resort, I feel like. Yeah, it's kind of nuts. Like once I read the, every book in the world, then I guess maybe I'll watch. Yeah, I'll watch Game like, of Thrones. Yeah, and one of my friends is like, "Oh, you like Lord of the Rings?" I was like, "Yeah, but that's long enough. This is like nine seasons. Like, yeah, huge. and also it's like not like Lord of the Rings at all. Like Lord of the Rings is is like good. It's very well written and and performed and produced. You know, yeah, I mean, it's like I, hundreds of years old, right? Isn't it like yeah. two hundred years old or something? Yeah, a crazy old story. I can't say that that I would agree with what I know about um, Game of Thrones. 
And I felt so vindicated when everybody was was upset with the finale. I was like, thank yeah, God. Yeah, I know. I feel if that it was like an epic finale or something, like I would have felt like, oh, now I got to like watch this show. Yeah, because everyone's saying how it's the most amazing show ever. Yeah, but thank God the, the finale was bad, so I, I don't have to watch it. Yeah, yeah, no one. Well, they're doing a prequel now, so they're just trying to like make that money. Oh my God, I missed that. Yeah, they're doing a prequel now, which I saw. I was like, no, Why? It's fucking nuts. Like the only show that I watch right now that I'm trying to get everyone that I watch because my friend got me onto it is Succession. Holy fuck. I love I that like show Succession. so yeah, much. Yeah. Like That's I love great. that show. I just it's the like just the script is just so great. Yeah. And the acting is just so great. So yeah, if anyone out there has not watched it, I know people have told you to go watch Succession, but they're they're right. You should watch it. <laughs> <laughs> it's really funny. Um and right now I'm watching Homeland. Which I Homeland. Have, I have not watched. Like I, I didn't watch it previous. I'm just yeah. now watching it. I, I never saw Homeland, but I, a friend of mine sent me a very funny clip from Homeland, which uh, you know I would feel uncomfortable saying on your podcast. But Why? I'll share it with you outside of this. It's just a very funny um, moment in a in a what I assume is a tense episode of Oh, I wonder Homeland. if I haven't seen it. I'm on like, oh, what, season four? I guess I'm like halfway through. You probably time. have seen it, I would guess, but maybe not. It's it's like an interrogation scene, and in the in the the way the guy responds is pretty funny. Um, oh, okay. I'm, uh, you know, I'm being, you know, very obtuse here, but. Uh, <laughs> um, now I like want to know what it is. I'm like, what the fuck? I'll send it to you. I'll send it. Okay. Me. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I was like, send is there a chat, chat on here? Yeah, there is. Yeah, there is. Oh, great. This is going to be like real time. <laughs> but yeah, I can see what it is. I'm like, what? Um, that's all I really have for notes. Oh, apparently, according to last month, Ranker.com says that this is the worst Brad Pitt movie. I happen to disagree. There's a film called Cutting Class. I dare you to get more than 15 minutes through this movie. It is <laughs> god awful. And it is Brad Pitt from like 89. I don't know how this man turned it around because he was awful in it. Yeah. So he was kind of awful in this too. So make, and I mean, I, I hate to like shit on him and Thelma and Louise, but he was just essentially playing himself. Like, I don't know how much acting was right. happening there. And I think after that, well, he did California, which was the start of his, I don't want to be cast as a pretty boy. And we did that movie a long time ago. It's really fucking upsetting and insane. If you want to see Brad Pitt as a very unhinged hillbilly serial killer, it's worth watching. It's very disturbing, um, but it's great. Called California with a K. Um, came out I haven't after seen this. that one. He, he's oh, in um, uh, True Romance, which is around this yes. time as well, right? Uh, yeah, 93. Yeah, that would be the next year. Yeah, he was just like a stoner on the couch. I love yeah. it. That's exactly how I want Brad Pitt like, <laughs> forever. Just stoned on the couch. Like, that's do you, man. Him <laughs> and like Matthew McConaughey, I feel like would be buddies. But I guess it's Matthew McConaughey and Woody. Woody Harrelson. Right. Are they friends? They say. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're, they've been friends for years. They say Matthew McConaughey is going to run for governor of Texas. We all know Woody Harrelson was always the best one anyway. <laughs> so that's all I have to say about that. What is he, Woody Harrelson's dad, like, he, do you know about his, like, story? It's really crazy. His no. dad was in jail for, I think, uh, murder for a federal judge. And uh, Woody Harrelson, it's, like, a really intense story. I saw, like, a documentary on it once. And I was like, what? I was like, shit, man. He wait, was, like, an outlaw. Wait. Hit. Woody Harrelson's father murdered a federal judge? Mm-hmm. Jesus yeah, Christ. Yeah, like, Google it. 
It's really insane. I'm pretty wow. sure. I did Let's not look know it up. That. Allegedly. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm pretty sure. I, you know, I could see that. <laughs> yeah, he was. Um, let's see. Yeah, he, uh, Charles Void Harrelson. A little history lesson here for you. Was an American hitman and organized crime figure who was convicted of assassinating a federal judge, John H. Wood Jr. The first federal judge to be killed in the 20th century. Wow. And he's the father of uh, actors Brett and Woody Harrelson. Yeah. He died in the Admax prison in 2007. Like that Supermax prison. Uh Uh, Yeah, he was 68. Yeah, he was a hitman. Isn't that fucking insane? That's crazy. Yeah, right. How do you get to be a famous actor from that? I have no idea. from Texas. I don't know. I wonder if they knew each other because they're both from Texas. I wonder if that's a thing. Um, some of the other credits here, because this is a intense artistic film, the production design is Michael Kornblith. The art director is David J. Bomba. Cinematography, John A. Alonzo, which is just so dope. Um, and then obviously the producer had the script rewritten kind of behind Ralph's back. Right. And right about kind that. of just, yeah, kept getting changed and, so essentially, I wish there was a version, like a director's cut, a Snyder cut, if you will, for fucking everything. Because now I just, when I do all these research for all these different films, I find out that most of the movies cut different and this is not what they intended. And I'm like, God, can we just get director's cuts for everything? Yeah. I mean, like, that's so expensive, I guess. Uh, yeah. I um, mean, I guess so. But I, yeah, I, I would be interested in, in seeing, you know, what this movie could have been like for sure. Uh, yeah. But I, I, I do like it for what it is as well. Like it's such a ridiculous concept. Um, it really, really is. And the, like the story makes no sense. You know, we've said that before, but the, like the feeling in this movie is like very, um, it's very present. I think, you know, they, mm-hmm. they do a very good job of like, you know, putting you in the moment. And like, if, if we are supposed to like, you know, feel what it feels like to live in cool world, like, I think, I think they do a good job of getting that. Cause like, I, you know, life in cool, cool world wouldn't make any sense. Right. It's, it's like Wonderland for adults. Yeah. It would, it would be zany and, and wacky and, and, you know, threads don't connect with each other and stuff. And, and I feel like, this movie does kind of capture the spirit that the story or lack thereof, like wants us to, you know, take away. Uh, it reminds me of Animaniacs. Do you remember that? Definitely movie? Animaniacs. There was a <laughs> lot, a few moments of Animaniacs. I, I love like all the like kind of classic um, cartoon characters that do show up. You know, there's like the, the cat calling like wolf whistle. Uh-huh. Wolf. Uh, he shows up a few times. There's like the, the the whole end scene altogether with like the the cartoons running across. There's so many like you know yeah. recognizable cartoon faces and, and tropes that it's, pop it's really up there. Funny. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's really funny. Um, yeah, it's really funny. Very very well done. Uh, yeah, it especially is. Especially really that last cool. like 15 minutes are are, are excellent. yeah, it's really cool. And like especially when he turns into the doodle. Mm-hmm. 
And I was like, oh my God, like he looks so funny. Yeah. Uh, Brad Pitt did another movie called Johnny Suede, which is was the year before this. That kind of like reminds me, he kind of has the same vibe in that movie. Hmm. That movie's a little bit weirder. It's another like offbeat. He had a really, I mean, I just literally watched the Eat Your Hollywood story of Brad Pitt. That's probably why I'm just thinking about his career. But <laughs> he had a really weird, the way they described it in this documentary, it was like everything was super weird until he met David Fincher. And I was like, oh, that is when it turned. Mm-hmm. That is when people were like, oh, what? even though it should have turned for Interview with the Vampire because that movie was fucking incredible. Right. And I think Tom Cruise should have gotten an Oscar for that. That's the best acting you're ever going to see him do. Yeah, like, he was nominated ever. maybe. I don't think so. I think that movie was kind of seen as like a like a little too campy. Yeah, I think I mean, it was kind of like, oh, the, this is The Academy weird. is so different now, you know. Oh, yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. Now they would they would like shit. this. Um, they want to redo it with Jared Leto, and I was like, "Please don't do this. what." Oh my god, that's yeah. Terrible. They want him to be Lestat. I was like, Jeez. "Can we literally like what is going on? Absolutely How come there's not. no original shit? Like, I want to know what is happening. Are you guys not finding writers? Like, what is the consensus <laughs> in Hollywood? Like, what is actually going on? Because you literally make I just did it follows last week. Or, oh, well, I recorded it. It, This will come out later. But it, I was like, why is this not, like, this is such an incredible original story. And, I mean, there are people out there making new shit. I mean, there are elements of other films within it, but it's not like, like, I I mean, I hate to bring it up again because people are going to be like, fuck, you always talk about it. I love The Purge. Just because mm-hmm. I love the fact that it's a totally different story that I've mm-hmm. never actually seen before. And every time I watch it, I'm completely, I don't know what's going to happen next. Because it's, oh, how would you make this world? This is a whole new world where the laws are completely different and it's never been done before. So it can, And it can go so many different ways. I still want to see the purge in the mountains. We've seen the farm. We've seen the desert. We've seen the city. We've seen the suburbs. I want the mountains. But I just like, it just has so many layers. And I feel like, yeah, now it's just like, oh, let's just redo this. What are they doing fucking Wonka? I'm like, you got oh, Tommy yeah, doing that. Wonka now? Like, yeah, come yeah. on. I'm really shot. Dune. Isn't Dune a, is that a sequel Dune or is, is that a remake? Now. Is that a it's remake? The, well, it's based on a book. Um, that hasn't so, been done before? There's a movie, right? Well, no, yeah, yeah. David Lynch made it. There's oh. a David Lynch Dune from the oh, 80s. wow. Yeah, that's like um, widely panned. Um, Are you a like, Lynch fan? Oh yeah, I love David Lynch. Oh okay. Um, Do you like it as a Lynch? The, I've honestly I've only seen pieces of it. It's really long. Oh okay. Um, it, it's supposed to be very good, um, but people don't like it. It's it, it's divisive, I guess. Oh, um, that's weird. And it's one of the few David Lynch movies apparently that he doesn't have final cut on. I learned. Really? Is it because he doesn't own the IP? Uh, I guess it was like, you know, it was after Elephant Man and, you know, as he was getting kind of more general, like, popularity. Uh, uh, And Dune is like a major studio picture, you know, it's a big uh, budget, like, summer blockbuster. Um, And so I think, like, in order to let him do it, like, he had to give up Final Cut. Yeah. Oh, and it's a mess apparently because of that. Uh, oh wow, oh it sucks. 
But yeah, it, I mean, I would guess that it's probably somewhat similar to this movie in that like it's cool for the the period piece and for the experience of it, but like in terms of like a cohesive story, it's probably yeah, it's not up there. Well, this new one's supposed to be cohesive, right? It's supposed to be like a reimagining. Yeah. Are you gonna yeah. see it? I will. I will. I don't have HBO Max, but um, oh, it's not just in theater. It's on HBO too. It's on HBO, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, this weekend, starting today. Uh, oh, wow. I, um, I probably will see it, you know. I don't know. I, I like the director. You know, I, I recognize that, like, Dune is, like, I, I've only read pieces of it, but I recognize that it's kind of a story that is going to be very difficult to kind of capture. Uh, are they thinking this is going to be a, a franchise deal? I think so. The, the early reviews and comments I've read is that people say that it's only the first half of the storyline. Oh, um, way to drag it out, Hollywood. Yeah. But I mean, like that was kind of the similar thing with the David Lynch one. As far as I know, I think he did finish it, but they kind of rushed the ending. Oh. Uh, but it was like maybe supposed to be like a two parter that like they ran out of money and they were just like, Oh, fuck it. Uh, yeah. I guess I'll, I'll see it if it, if it, yeah. If I have nothing else to watch, but yeah, I, mean, yeah, I would I say guess. watch the David Lynch one. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of want to see that one. I'm, yeah. I'm just starting to like dip my toe into David Lynch. I've tried. To oh, watch, wow. I've tried to watch twin peaks. I've not ever been able to get past the first episode because I just, I know it's one of those things where people are like, no, you've got to like stick with it. You know, yeah. and like it, it'll get there. But I guess I just maybe haven't been in the mindset. That might be something I'll try to do this winter because it's not very long. Um, yeah. And maybe I just, yeah, I haven't been in the mindset. But I reviewed Wild at Heart Wild a while Heart ago. And I was like, oh, my God, I fucking love this. Yeah, and I was awesome. like, oh, shit, I need to like get into more. So I need to do another another David Lynch. He's love one of the- Wild at Heart. I, I would highly recommend to you and to anyone um, uh, Mulholland Drive. Yeah, a, yeah, I haven't a seen plus, that. Plus, 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 plus movie. Um, okay, cool. Yeah, that's really, I, I really great. Do another, yeah, I want to do another, another David Lynch. But yeah, he is. He's on my list of like I haven't completely written him off. As in, like I don't get it and I don't care to get it. Um. So yeah. So I'm like, okay, I'll try David Lynch again. Like that'll be cool. Yeah. Uh, so Kubrick, I don't like. Oh, I love Kubrick. Kubrick is also great. Uh, Kubrick, I don't get. Different. We all know how I feel about Wes Anderson. Um, and like, is that positive yeah, or negative? I don't know. It's very negative. Do yeah, not I'm not really a Wes Anderson fan. Oh God, thank God, thank. I like God. Rushmore. I'll admit. Uh, uh, I mean, I Rushmore like is a lot of fun. But I could literally do an entire episode about how much I hate Wes Anderson. But and his new movie's <laughs> coming out. Fuck off. I don't care. Just for everyone. <laughs> um, I need to mute it on all of my social media because I like cannot <laughs> anymore. It's too much. But um, but yeah, so Lynch is like, I'm like, okay, cool. Kubrick, I mean, Jai really wants to do Clockwork Orange. So because that's like our favorite movie. So I'll do it. That's her favorite movie? It. It's up there. Because she's, she's always I, like, we have to do it. So I mean, going to do it out she, there, people. Whether she listens to this or not, I don't know. But that, that's a fucked up movie to have <laughs> as one of your favorite movies. I mean, I think... The movie is really fucked up. 
That's what I I thought it was really fucked up too. Like she's definitely like gonna listen to this. So fun. hey, Jai, <laughs> she's yeah. definitely gonna be like, "What the fuck? Why are you guys talking about me?" <laughs> well, that's okay. I mean, lots of people love Clockwork Orange. It's not like yeah, a weird I mean, like, movie. I, like whatever. I liked Clockwork Orange. I read the book first, and you know, I I enjoyed it a lot. And then I ended up seeing the movie, and I even knew what was going to happen somewhat. It's just a lot, seeing it though. It's so shocking. Like yeah. the first the first thirty minutes of that movie is just like it's a lot really sick and i've Uh, sat through i like weird like i'm not opposed to to really fucking weird but there's just something about that movie that really like yeah it gets me man i'm like he's a the thing is he's a good director i don't feel like he's a bad director i just don't get it like i don't get Mm -hmm. the hype i'll watch it i'm not like oh wes anderson i think he's trash but like i think that kubrick has something i feel like his photographs are also really incredible too. I, I yeah, really yeah, he's, he's great like, photos. He's very detailed. I mean, I see that. I know that it's a very yeah. detailed situation. I feel like it may be something like in a few years I might have some resurgence and be like, oh, I get it now. I yeah, two thousand one is great. If you haven't seen that one, have not seen that one. No, that's, that's the Shut. movies to see. Whole, Eyes Shut is great. That's a whole. I mean, I have a weird Tom Cruise fixation, not for like a like. I think he's super hot. I mean, I do find him charming, but I think it's just like the mystery of it all, and just his whole everything. I just find his whole life so incredibly interesting and yeah, with I'm, Scientology. I'm, I'm, pro t- I'm pro Tom Cruise. Yeah, like I have not heard any. Well, I mean, I guess a lot of people will disagree with that, but now that I haven't heard anything he's done weird, he's definitely a part of like a really sketchy organization. But I mean. I, yeah, I just find that movie and also a lot of movies that are real life couples that are in films where they're either like their marriage is ending and they decide to film it like Brad Pitt and Angelina did by the sea, which was also kind of strange. Uh, Eyes Wide Shut's another one. Uh, Woody Allen and Mia Farrow did a film where they essentially like broke up uh, or not broke up, but you can tell the camera was kind of running and it was like, Oh, we're seeing like a real life tension here. Um, Mm -hmm. They're always like really, they're always like really interesting. There, I'm sure there are a few others where people, the co-stars, have been in a relationship and they're in playing G- the same character. Geely. Oh well, I mean, was that okay? Was- here's full disclosure: I've never seen it because everyone says it's horrible. I've heard it's actually not that bad. Is it yeah, bad? I haven't seen it. I don't know. Oh, see, that's the thing. They conditioned us with this. It's awful, and some people are like, it's actually not that bad. Like as a film it's just that you guys all said that like everyone kind of like told you it was shit so you're like it's shit you know i'm not a big fan of um kevin smith oh i love mall rats did he do julie i think so yeah oh no way oh i didn't know that yeah that's kind of weird then i find that strange yeah i like mall rats and i like clerks Um, Silent Bob. clerks clerks is fun Um, yeah i like i like him i think he's cool Ben Affleck was supposed to be in a movie with his, you know, before Jennifer Lopez, he was um, in a relationship with um, Anna de Ar- Armas. Oh, Ar- yeah, yeah. Ar- Arnas. Were they, um, though? Was it real? I've been listening yeah, they to were definitely know. together. And they well, were they're all to say they're together, together, but are they really? <laughs> That's my I, believe they, I believe they were. Um, and they were supposed to make, like, an erotic thriller together that never – that I don't think has come out yet. Uh, oh, did it? Did it happen? Yeah, like, and I think it? they filmed it together. Yeah, while they were together. Oh, Deep Water. 
Deep Water comes out in 2022. Oh, it's coming out. Yeah. Is there a trailer? Um, I don't think so. Who else is on it? Let's see. Yeah, I've, oh. this movie looks good. I have a weird thing. Oh, Adrian Lyne or Lynn? Yeah. That's the one who did Sliver, right? <clears throat> Oh, we did yeah. a decent proposal and Fatal Attraction. Yeah, he's like known for that. Did he do Sliver? Oh, he also did Lolita, which I have not seen because I just think it's weird. Um, let's see. Yeah, no, he didn't do Sliver. I forgot who did Sliver. I did. I reviewed it here, but yeah, he is like known for that. Wow, that's the last. This is the first thing he's done in twenty years. The last thing was Unfaithful, and then now he's doing. It's not Unfaithful, yeah. Yeah, have you seen that? That's the one with uh, yeah, is it Diane one. Lane. Diane Lane, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've seen that one. And Richard Gere, Richard, is it Richard Gere? Gere, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, cool. All right, so do you have any? I only have a few fashion notes, but Melissa or Melissa Daniel is the fashion uh, designer or director here. Do you have any notes? Like, did you like anything about the fashion particularly? Yeah, I mean, I thought it was very, you know, 90s and it's like kind of throwback to the, you know, whatever, 20s kind of look. Yeah, I guess they had that throwback vibe. I liked, I liked all the like kind of house music party vibe uh, Mm -hmm. that you could kind of see in the clothes too. Um, Oh yeah, this was 92. Yeah, they're like kind of um, the clothes that like Hollywood would wear, you know, even as a, a tune were like pretty nineties <laughs> tune, uh, or what not the doodle doodle the doodle. Um, you know, they were pretty like you know nineties party culture. Uh, yeah, that's true. I thought like it was very natural. Like obviously, like she's like you know this idealized this horny man's version, idealized version of a woman. But I also thought, like, it was very natural, like, the way that the character would wear them and move in it. And then when she actually transitions to being a person, it's, like, it's totally natural. Yeah, it does. Like, like it's not not jarring at all. It's not, like, it doesn't throw you off. Um, She looks like her And I think the clothes are part of it. Yeah, she looks exactly alike. It's, Mm -hmm. It's kind of weird. Yeah, it's it's so funny. It reminds me of she reminds me of a mix of obviously Jessica Rabbit and obviously Marilyn Monroe, but she also reminds me of that dog in Lady and the Tramp who Peggy Lee voiced. <laughs> do you remember? Do you remember the old uh, Disney Lady and the Tramp? I do. Yeah. Well, there's like that song He's a Tramp that's sung by Peggy Lee. She plays the voice of that dog and that dog is drawn as like a weird seductive with like a swoop. And she kind of sounds like Kim Basinger in Cool World. Yeah. Or Kim Basinger sounding like Peggy Lee. Obviously, like, an influence there. But, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of throwback stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, I I definitely noticed a lot of references to um, earlier culture. Which, I guess, the 90s were very big on that. Oh, totally. 70s was big in the 90s. Yeah. It was a big, like, 70s resurgence. I remember having bell-bottoms. And, like, the peace sign, like, on shirts and stuff was really big. And, like, the flower kids, the Grateful Dead Bears. The mm-hmm. kids used to have those in their backpacks, like, the patches. Um, I liked, really, I loved Brad Pitt's, like, boxy suit. Like, very detective, mm-hmm. like, 40s detective. Very, mm-hmm. like, guys and dolls. Except for, yeah, like, splashy color. Yeah, yeah, like, Zuzu. Yeah. yeah, I thought that was really cool. And I love that his, uh, when he takes his mom out on the bike in the beginning... 
and he has like yes. the, the suit on and he has these like black and white spectator shoes yeah it's so fucking cool like he just looks good in everything and and one of my first notes was like this is the luckiest woman ever to be riding on the bike with brad pitt <laughs> at like his peak <laughs> like that whole, that whole scene you know was interesting to me and like you know as it pertains to the story of the movie like they kind of suggest that you know he has this like kind of psychotic breakdown after his, the death of his mother mm-hmm. i don't know if i should be giving spoilers away here oh but, yeah no i mean we're uh, i mean yeah if you're listening if you've gotten this far then you've probably watched the movie <laughs> or yeah. you're just listening to us talk about shit they they kind of suggest that he has this like psychotic break yeah yeah uh, i think so but they never like talk about it ever again and and from that point on like yeah, that like the two the doodles are real and and the noids are real. And, Is that an and, like, element of just like PG thirteen? Do you think they thought that subject matter was just not appropriate? Maybe. Like I uh, wonder. I don't know. It did seem like there was like a big jump. Like he he was on the bike with his mom. They crash. He gets sucked into the tune world, and then all of a sudden. The next time we see him, he's like a detective and has been there for like, like years. 50 years. Or like, yeah. 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 It's really weird. Cause it's like after the war. That's when yeah. the movie started. I was like, I mean, we'll get there. The only other note. Do you have any more fashion notes? Because then we can get into the story. I have music. No, that's, too. that's good. Yeah. All right. Let's let's get into the music. Mark Isham or Isham. Um, what did you think about this music? Is I have to say uh, before full disclosure, this is a fucking kick and soundtrack. Yeah, great uh, soundtrack. Great soundtrack. Maybe a lot of the money might have gone to this because, yeah, it's great. What did you think? Yeah, I loved it. All all the house music was was really great, and there's like cool like extended scenes of you know of partying and, and Holly dancing that I thought was awesome. Yeah, and then you know they do yeah they do the like kind of the throwback stuff again, like when she is, um, you know, annoyed in the real world and she sings Marilyn Monroe, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's make love. You know, I thought that was great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I thought the, the music was really good. I mean, there was like, you know, a whole orchestral score and stuff too. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Kind of surprising. Uh, but it has like Thompson Twins, Brian Eno, Ministry, Moby. Back in the day before wow, he was Moby. I think yeah. he was like Richard, whatever his name is. Uh, my favorite is when they're driving. It's like uh, Holly and Frank are like driving around and it's fucking Sex on Wheels by My Life with the Thrill Go Cult. Uh-huh. Like, I was like, this is so cool. Like what the? F- I mean, I was very stoned at this point, but I was like, "This is so fucking cool." I've seen them at the nine thirty club when I was like, "Oh wow, seventeen, I want to say." And yes, the only reason I went is because they were the band in The Crow, and that was like one of my favorite movies. They're they're one of the bands that are, that's playing, um, in that movie, and I was like, "Oh my god, that's the band fucking cure." It was really fucking crazy. It was like some real nineties industrial metal dark yeah, yeah. goth shit, but it was cool. It was really cool. I also yeah, saw Guar, I think, around the same time um, mm-hmm. at 9.30. And uh, another, like, another story for another day. But, like, that was uh, intense, yeah. But it was cool. I was like, whoa, I can't believe they had this song in here. I didn't remember that that song was in there. That was really cool. 
Yeah, uh, I yeah. thought the music was great. It's like, you know, any of that kind of alt stuff from the early 90s particularly is like... So cool. Is good. Like the... Yeah, they, they, they did their... They did their homework definitely on like picking the right kind of music and, and vibe for the movie. I think that my two jobs that I wish that I had because they're jobs that don't really exist as much anymore is soundtrack construction for '90s films and music video directing. Like mm-hmm. those are the two mo- like the two jobs in the '90s that I want so bad because. I feel like movies relied and really integrated very well with soundtracks in the nineties. It was a big selling point. I mean, it was a Mm -hmm. part of the film and now Mm -hmm. I feel like it's very, it's just relegated to a Spotify playlist. Honestly, it's like, if you want to see what is in this, it's here, go. But before I remember being so hyped for Batman forever soundtrack and the the Batman Batman and the Batman and Robin soundtrack, like that fucking smashing pumpkin song. That like yeah, industrial yeah. song that they made. I was like, they yeah, the were end trying. Is the beginning. Or... Yeah, I fucking love that. And that whole that whole soundtrack was great. They had like Maloko on there and like just random mm. shit that you're like. Yeah, I think Tricky is on there. Yeah, like I, and, and now I feel like and they use that to propel the film and to really like sell it before it was out. You'd hear it on the radio. Like you heard that Seal song um, mm-hmm. from like Kiss by a Rose and like U two had that like mm-hmm. was it like deeply like whatever that one from Batman forever was, whatever that song was, but they like used it. And now I feel like we just get like a playlist and it's like, Oh yeah, yeah. that was a, we can Shazam it, you know, and just see what it yeah, is. I mean, I, I owned a lot of, you know, movie soundtracks on CD. Oh yeah, totally. Me too. I still do. I own some on, on vinyl, but like, you know, I don't know if, if they even get released anymore. Yeah. I don't even, I mean, I honestly don't think they do. I don't know if there's like an official release for movie soundtracks. And now sometimes it feels like they get one artist to do a lot, which is yeah. fine. But it and becomes that like it gets released. Mm-hmm. Like Beyonce does all of album. Lion King, or yeah, she does yeah. like a whole thing where that becomes her album. Or even if they have a soundtrack, it's just not. Yeah, it's just not pushed the same. But that in music videos because they had like insane budgets back in the day. Right. Now I feel like it's just on YouTube, so it's you know I, I mean I guess if you can spend the money then cool, but back then man you had to make videos you know that was a thing right. it was part of it I I really wish I could have been a music video director because they were all I just I'm I'm gonna do an episode at some point on 90s music videos because I'm gonna go a bit more themey after a while we're gonna do some themes mixed in with movies but yeah mm-hmm. I mean music videos in the 90s were just on another level. I mean, there's, oh, yeah. I mean, there's so the, many. They're so business. great. Um, cool. All right, so let's get into the story and like notes and favorite quotes and scenes that you liked or yeah. What is what's like some of your first notes on on this? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I liked it overall. You know, the story it is incomprehensible, um, but that is fine. Um, I particularly like. Yeah, the themes, I think, were what was really kind of struck me about this movie, you know, the kind of overt sexuality, but also the, like, message of, like, you know, denying yourself the, like, sexuality that you want. Yeah, you know, how felt, weird like, was, was really that? potent in that movie. Well, I think, like, you know, that's, like, um, you know, withholding and, and denial is, like, you know, kind of, like... Uh, 
a sexual mm-hmm. fantasy for people in itself, you know? Well, yeah, no, that is true. To den- deny yourself the sex that you want, like would get you hotter. Right. And I think that this movie is kind of illustrative of all that. Oh, um, totally. But they kind of mask it in a very like, try to be PG 13 way. Yeah. Because we're not showing anything, but it's then, literally what they say though. Totally. And then you see like, you know, once like Jack and Holly, you know, make it, um, you see their interactions are way less positive. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they, they, she starts like planning start, everything out. Yeah, they start liking each other less like immediately. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, I think like that is like somewhat, you know, plays into that message of like, you know, it, it's better to deny yourself than to like, you know, uh, give in to your urges. Um, which, you know, the movie kind of loses that thread eventually. Then it becomes like, you know, about apocalypse and, um, like worlds colliding salvation and stuff. Yeah. And I wrote, this is really funny that Frank ends up getting into a relationship with like a doodle who's super horny and very curious and all. And he's just like willing to be celibate in this situation. For like well, forty not, years, not any, yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, like I was like, wait, you've been like here for that amount of time, and this is still something that you're like down for. Yeah, and they never like one thing I would have liked to have known is like is learning is is how did Frank learn these rules? You know, I would have liked to have seen that. Like, yeah, how do they sit down with Frank and be like, okay, you can't, you know, you have to make sure that. No doodles and noids have sex. It's and nails, okay. though, right? The spider. Nails. Isn't he his, kind of his his that's like his partner? Yeah, his like partner, the spider. Yeah. Like, but doesn't he like, kind of know? Well, he knows, but I feel like you know, Frank. Frank seems to call the shots. Like yeah, nails, like follows him around. Somebody set. Maybe it was the professor or something or whenever. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Whenever Frank became a detective, I would have liked to have seen that scene where they like actually <laughs> yeah. explain the rules to him because yeah, explaining it back doesn't really make any sense. That's true. And there was yeah. that whole bit about like the pen and like the pen can be dangerous to the noise. Like also didn't really make any sense. Oh yeah. And then the fact that Holly had to go grab this, like weird thing like a needle the spike yeah the spike yeah on top from of like the, the vegas the professor yeah. yeah like i was like what i was like where did we go here like what's what's going on i, just, I did like all the vegas stuff i thought you know vegas was a, a, an appropriate setting for vegas this movie is such a mess yeah. Like it's such a weird place like and it's so conducive to this type of story yeah, and it was it was fun to see you know the kind of old Vegas, like the yeah. downtown Vegas, and not mm-hmm. not the strip Vegas that we see now. Oh, I uh, know, right? I, have you been to Vegas? I have been to Vegas, and did I went. You I like it. Mm, what did you really. do when you went? What kind of Vegas did you have? Uh, I went on like a work trip. Um, oh, okay. But I yeah, did try to work. do some Vegas stuff, but it wasn't like crazy party animal stuff. Um, my favorite part of Vegas, I did go to downtown Vegas. That was cool. I liked yeah, that a lot more cool. than the Strip. 
and I did the like um, the roller coaster. At, oh at yeah, I did that. New York, New York. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, thought that yeah, was I a lot that. of fun. Yeah, uh, that. that was probably my favorite, cool. favorite part of Las Vegas. I used to go a lot when I lived on the West Coast for work yeah. because they have like tons of conventions there and stuff because it's just massive and you can stay right. and everything. And then I went like two other times for uh like just shit faced for like yeah. four days. Yeah, I mean, but it's even that's too long. When you go for like a party trip, you need like two days and you got to get the fuck out of there. Yeah, yeah, totally. It's, just, it's like crazy. Yeah, it's just like a it's a really strange place. I really can't explain it. I guess until you go, it's very trashy. It's like an adult, like sketchy Disney World. Yeah, that's kind of like it, the best. It reminds me of like um, the strip in particular. It feels like a big mall. Yeah, it does. It's very commercial. It but feels like a big mall. You're just everywhere. like walking, yeah, and like you know, eventually you get blasted with some like extreme AC and like <laughs> yeah, that's you cool. know, there's there's cigarettes. a white castle. Yeah, cigarettes. There's a white castle you can go to. You know. It felt like one like really fucking big mall to me that you yeah. could drink in. Yeah, I know that is really weird that you can just drink everywhere. I find that really but strange. I, I understand that like if you go to Vegas with the right people and you go to like the the clubs and like. Oh yeah, you know, yeah. I'm. Oh yeah. A lot of people go all the time. They know all the cool places to go. Yeah, like that. I I could see myself having fun with them once, but like. Me going and having to like sniff that stuff out, no. <laughs> yeah, it's like I'm not you gonna do that end work. up in the wrong place. Totally. Yeah, no way. Like totally. I'm just yeah. gonna go on the roller coaster a few more times. A lot of guys uh, that I knew in LA would go because they have like fully nude strip clubs where you can drink alcohol, which a lot of the ones in LA they don't. You can't drink like hard alcohol, or they're oh, not, or they're, or they're not. No, they're no, they're nude. I think you can't drink hard alcohol. That's what it is. There's some kind huh. of. There's some kind of restriction or they're closed or like, I don't know, but they would all be like, oh, we're going to Vegas. I'm like, why? And they'd be like, oh, because of X, Y, and Z. I was like, oh, okay. I guess there's some law in LA. That was like, interesting yeah, reason like, to drive, you know, four hours. Oh, yeah. Or fly. It's like 30 yeah. minutes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, yeah it's, it's so funny. It is totally the only place I could see this movie happening. Actually, I could see New York, too, because this... Cool World resembles kind of uh, 80s. It does kind of look like New York, yeah. Yeah, it reminds me of like the Warriors, New York. Yeah. Like that vibe. Um, I I said this, it's really funny when I think it's Jack gets to Cool World and he gets all this animation kind of like just swirling all around him and through him. And then at the end, he like zips his fly up. Uh, yes, yeah. I thought that was kind of funny. And um, oh, I the think whole scene him. of him like dropping down from the sky, yeah, the right. Party was great. It was so mm-hmm. weird. Yeah. Um, and it just is. It just really was weird to see Gabriel Byrne kind of in that with that expressive face, yeah. because he just doesn't really do that usually. Like he's kind of chill. I I keep thinking of him in Usual Suspects. Right. Like he's very like one kind of very menacing one note monotone kind of I find yeah. him intimidating but in this one he was kind of that's why dude Willem Dafoe would have been perfect yeah I feel like I might have thought something a little different than Willem Dafoe who would you um I don't really have any other notes um like specifically for the story I wrote Holly smash the artist and turns real then gets transported back. <laughs> I, I mean, Holly, you know, Holly's interesting because, like, they, they, she is the villain, I guess, of the movie. Um, is she? Do you think she is? 
I think she is in that she she's the antagonist at least. Like Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um and she uses both Frank and Jack to like get her her goal and she manipulates them into getting Yeah, that's it. true. Um but you know, like does she really have any consequence? I don't remember. Does she just go back to the to the cool world in the Yeah, end? and she's back with Super Jack, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh yeah, so Jack it, Jack goes to Cool World with her. Uh-huh. uh-huh. And then she's like kind of like, "No, I don't get to like fuck all these random people." Right, right. The sub. Yeah, that's right. It doesn't it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then he starts to That is a pretty funny ending. And doesn't he kind of plan or does she, no, I think she starts to like plan their life. It's like the very end. And he's like, uh, it's someone, yeah. it's one of them. I forget. And she's like, we'll do this and do that and do that. And it's like, it's not, you know, it's like not really like what you think, I guess. I thought it was really right. funny. That was super funny. But, but then, yeah, who I would guess, you? And then Brad Pitt and his girl, you know, make up and they, and they are, are happy together. And so he's I, I mean, now guess, a doodle. Right, because he got well, killed from that building. Yeah, yeah, that's that's making sense. But uh, yeah, no sense. But what is what is that commentary like? Why why is Jack and Holly's relationship so not good um, for either of them? Uh, is it because and why is Frank and I don't remember her name now? Um, yeah, I don't remember the, that girl's name with the dark hair. Yeah, uh, yeah, I don't remember her name. I think with she's also a babe. I would have yeah. liked to have seen her in the real world. She reminds me, her cartoon or her, her doodle reminds me of, like, uh, olive oil from Popeye. Olive oil? Really? You would say olive oil? For well, her? hold on. Olive oil and, and like, because she has that, like, she really reminds me of the girl, the girl in, like, Gilligan's Island. Is it Marianne? Uh-huh. Yeah, Marianne. With the dark hair? Because she had that yeah, like, yeah. 50s kind of... Definitely definitely based on Marianne. Like yeah, that. like Betty yeah. Page, like girl next door kind of thing. Like yeah, librarian, yeah. girl next door. Yeah, she was, yeah. Nice, she was the nice one to, to Holly's. You know, yeah, yeah. I wonder... I feel like with Holly and Jack, it was like... <laughs> yeah, like it's like getting what you want is never what it seems. I feel like is is kind of the thing. You know, you you drew this person like you created this whole world, but there are also downfalls and consequences to that world that you choose to live in. Right. I guess. And, and can't he just leave cool world? Like, why wouldn't he just leave? Jack, Jack. Well, he's a, he's a doodle felon. Oh, and he's a felon. Yeah. He's a felon, right? And he would want to be there. It seems like he's like, yeah, I you guess know, so. he's antisocial in the, in the real world. Yeah, that is uh, true. Yeah. And he, so he fits in with these people. And Frank is just like, cool. Frank, well, his yeah. was by accident, I guess, because he, you know, he fell out and then he's dead. And now I don't know what the symbolism is there that I, I, I don't think, I think what it was is that he wouldn't have lasted in the real world anyway, because he had been conditioned to be in cool world. I feel like you can't make that. Uh, we don't even know exactly how he got in there and why he stayed for forty years. Right. I mean, that was well, he, he got in through the spike, the same spike that she gets at the end. But where? How did that? Where did that come from? The the professor. Oh, that's right. That's where. Yeah, he out. shows up at the beginning. Yeah, that's right. Um, God, yeah. Even yeah, then, it's, it's still so, it still doesn't make sense that like he yeah, dies. It's so weird. And wouldn't he? He would. 
was it suicide? Did he know that he would, because if he knows all the rules of the world, wouldn't he be like, this is the only way that I could be with my girl? Why wouldn't he have done this before? Right. Like if he knows that's the only way to be with his girl as a doodle forever, then why wouldn't he just kill, or no, he has to be killed killed by by a doodle. Yeah. Oh yeah, I guess that would be more difficult. Yeah, there's tons of like weird rules. Like he has to be killed. Yeah. By but then like or to also on. when like the doodle apocalypse happens, like people become <laughs> their cartoon selves. Oh, that's right. Yeah. But like, so that suggests that everybody has like a cartoon shade, you know, yeah. a cartoon shadow of themselves. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, that is really cool though. Just like to think about that. That's really cool. I wonder what mine would look like. Yeah. I wonder what I would be. Because some of them are like the spider, the car, like yeah. the, like weird other thing. Like I don't I don't know what I would be. I think that'd be cool. I like to be like a ladybug. Ladybug. That'd be like cool. that would be really cool. But yeah, that's all I that's all I got. I have yeah. no more no more notes. But thanks for being on this episode. This was super fun. Yeah, yeah. Happy to be here. I'd love to do more. Especially yeah, any yeah, more totally, totally tell the people where they can find you or follow you or if you got Certainly. anything to promote. Yeah. Um, what you up to? I don't uh, even know what you're up to. Check out Peep Show. As I said, love Peep Show. Oh, yeah. I evangelize Peep Show to anyone. I, I make music under the name PC Pete, um, you know, which you can find on Bandcamp and SoundCloud. Um, hopefully got some new tunes coming out soon. Um, Sweet. I'll leave a note. Yeah. Yeah. I'll leave a note down below, but just in case, yeah, you're driving and listening. Yeah. Yeah. Some good stuff coming there. And, um, yeah, you can, he also plays with Jules, social media uh, podcast, uh, on here. She's a guest on the, on the pod. So yeah, you guys play together too. In yeah. Deme, Deme, we've Deme. been practicing. And, and cool. Yeah. Are you guys playing shows? I mean, nothing on the books now, but you know, we'll, we'll but yeah, I'm sure we'll be back. We'll be back soon and, and trying out some new stuff. So excited about that. And okay. yeah, working on new music with jewels and uh, yeah, uh, should, should be uh, some good stuff coming. Cool. Soon awesome. for you guys. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, this has been fun and great. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, totally. Follow us on the Patreon. We're doing my so-called life right now. And then we have some other movies coming out. We did Tammy and the T-Rex. Got some other docs over there. But yeah, all the info's in the notes. And we'll see you on the next one. Bye. See ya.